There he goes. One of God's own prototypes. A high-powered mutant of some kind never even considered for mass production. Too weird to live and too rare to die. Welcome to episode 87 of the Digital Freemason podcast for the week of June 16th, 2008. I'm your long-lost host, Scott, and I'll be taking along my excellent adventures through the world of short Masonic educational papers. As always, these papers and all others are available at the website at www.thedigitalfreemason.com. So it's been a while since my last episode, and I should have warned everybody before I started off on my excellent adventures, but May and June are difficult times for us in the Blaskin household. A lot of things going on with our organizations that we're involved in, as well as having young kids and their sports. So it's been a tumultuous journey here, but it's actually starting to uh, come to a close, so I'm able to get an episode out. It'll be still sporadic here, probably through at least until the beginning of the summertime, probably mid-July, but I will uh, do the best that I can. i got a few good episodes lined up here, so it's just a question of finding time to sit down, record, edit, and publish it. So we'll get started with this one, which comes from, I don't really know who it comes from, but I met something that uh, was forwarded to me from the interweb from a uh, listener. I believe it was somebody in Australia. But it uh, talks about the serpent and the role that the snake plays in Freemasonry. So we'll get going with it right now. It cannot be overemphasized that the serpent or snake plays no role in the teachings or ritual of regular Freemasonry. Its introduction as a fastener for Masonic aprons is easily seen as the work of regalia manufacturers. That said, the symbolic usages of the snake are of interest to the student of religion, esoterica, and of history. George Oliver writes that the serpent is a significant symbol of Freemasonry. Moses's rod changed into a serpent, and the serpentine emblem of Masonry is the bright symbol of hope for the promised deliverer will open the gates of heaven to his faithful followers by bruising its head, and they shall enter triumphantly, tramping on its prostrate body. And it is a striking emblem of Christian triumph, and bearing an undoubted reference to the promise made to Adam after his unhappy fall. In mainstream Christian beliefs, the snake represents temptation and evil. The snake is the servant of Satan but it also has a more positive significance. In ancient Egyptian mythology, the world was created by four powers, one of which was the sun god Amun-Ra, who took the form of a snake and emerged from the waters to inseminate the cosmic egg, which was called the Neph, which was created by the other gods. In another story, a god named Hathor transformed himself into a poisonous snake called Agap, and killed Seth. He also guarded the wheat fields where the spirit of Horus was said to live, bringing the sheaf of wheat to be regarded as a symbol of rebirth. Worshipful brother H. Mage suggests that this is the root of the Masonic usage of the ear of corn in the fellowcraft degree. In Greek mythology, Zeus freed two eagles, which met at the center of the world sometimes called the navel of the earth, which is guarded by the snake Pytho. The symbol serpens catandaromes 
A snake biting its tail or a snake biting its tail represents the unending circle of nature being between destruction and the new creation, life and death. The Greeks called this figure Ouroboros. Chinese mythology maintained that the world is surrounded by two entwined snakes, which symbolize the power and wisdom of the Creator. In another legend, the Buddha was attacked by a snake which bound itself seven times around his waist. Due to the inner strength of the Buddha, the snake could not kill him, but instead became his follower. Astrologers, or those interested in the historical development of astrology, will point out some systems include a thirteenth sign of the zodiac, known as, we'll try this here, Ophrysicus serpentarius, or the serpent holder. This constellation lies between Sagittarius and Libra, somewhat over Scorpio. In the 16th and 17th centuries, this constellation was called Aphelicius, known as the god of invocation. This house was named after the legendary healer, healer Aphesius. The two serpents in his hands later replaced the twin ribbons of the catechus, which became a symbol for physicians. Plato called this the 13th sign the god of the underworld. Pluto, along with us, along with Christians during the medieval ages, changed it into the figure of St. Paul holding a viper before dropping it altogether. The 28th degree of the Scottish Rite Southern Jurisdiction, the Knights of the Sun, incorporates the worm Ouroboros, which is the dragon or serpent holding its own tail, into its iconography, representing the immortal or eternal principle as well as both love and wisdom. The 25th degree also incorporates this symbol. Some writers have seen in the snake the duality of the male, phallic principle exemplified by physical shape, combined with the regenerative female principles demonstrated by shedding its skin. The caption under Bryant's picture of the Orphic egg reproduced in Manly Hall's The Secret Teachings of All Ages, reads, quote, the ancient symbol of Orphic mysteries was the serpent-entwined egg, which signified cosmos as encircled by the fiery creative spirit. The egg also represents the soul of the philosopher, the serpent, the mysteries. At the time of initiation the shell is broken and man emerges from his embryonic state of physical existence, wherein he had remained through the fetal period of his philosophical regeneration. Some Masonic writers will identify this initiatory aspect of the serpent within the Masonic initiation. Freemasonry teaches hope in eternal life and promotes the principle of brotherly love and wisdom. In these attributes, the serpent can be seen to have Masonic significance. It is simplistic, though false, to assume that the serpent represents specific Masonic attributes and that these attributes of the serpent are therefore also Masonic. So there's the piece that I have today on the serpent. And i got to say, you know, going through the years, I've always looked at serpents as always being a negative aspect. But in reading this, I see that, well, you know what, there are other aspects of the serpent or the snake which are positive. So that's always good to know that that's there. And also that it eh, maybe doesn't exactly have any specific uh, symbolism in Freemasonry, but it's still used there. So I've been your host, Scott, and I've enjoyed our time together. And I want to thank uh, the few people here in the last little while who have offered up donations. That's good because it's coming time to renewing the 
web hosting services that I do and so it's good to have a little bit of a word chest there and defray some of the costs. So as I said before, I hope to be able to get out uh, episodes on a little bit more regular basis than just once a month. But uh, bear with me until middle of July when things start to lighten up a bit on the home front and the work front and the volunteering front, which as Masons, I'm sure most of you are very involved in that as well. So you can definitely understand where I'm coming from in that. But if you have any topics or ideas as to what you'd like to hear, by all means, be sure to email me at podcast at the digitalfreemason.com. So until next time, be sure to keep the shiny side up.